Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Hopeful Moments Podcast. My name is Hope Boykin, and today is a special day because I was able to sit down with my very dear friend, Leslie Odom Jr., in my very first interview, known for his sweet and buttery sounds, this Tony Award-winning actor and Grammy Award-winning singer gave me some time in between his rehearsals and appointments. Now, with the City of New York as our soundtrack, we were able to reminisce and find our way through his life and love of the arts. I can't wait for you to listen to this first part of my Talking with L.O.J. episode. Are you ready? Okay, me too. Let's go. OMG, I am sitting across from <laughs> such a good friend of mine that I actually can't remember exactly how long ago we met, but you were so young, Mr. Leslie Odom Jr., <laughs> Grammy Award winning, Tony Award winning, everything award winning, movie star, uh, albums everywhere, just like making me happy to be the most proud friend ever. I know, I know, I know. Well, Turnabout is fair play. You you did that for me for many many years. So I'm I'm so happy that I'm that you say I make you proud. That makes me happy. Proud friend for sure. I know I put that on every hashtag. Whenever you, something happens, I'm always hashtagging proud friend, proud friend. So I I I was trying to think about when we first met, and I remember. Um, because I was dancing with Philodanko, and I think you were in the training program, which is a program for young people who were doing their thing. You still knew what you wanted at that time, because I don't remember you, I don't remember spending so much time with you in the training program, but I remember hearing that you'd gone off to do something. Right. No, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have known me. I was, I was, um, like you said, I was in that training company and I was, um, <laughs> I, I was not one of the talented ones in that training company and that was okay by me you know i um if there's a you know any uh, when a when a boy starts dancing you know like people are throwing money at him to like keep down they need somebody to lift these girls so they're like <laughs> yes you know come train so, i mean i was taking classes at denko for like nine dollars a week or something i mean it was crazy wow, wow. so i'm that's why i'm always so grateful to to um, Miss Brown and Donald and my my teachers over there, but yeah, you were in the professional company, and so you guys were our heroes, you know, even back then. So you didn't know who I was, but I was so aware of you, and um, you were and are, you know, a star. You know, back then you were such a um, an inspiration to all of us. Well, it's interesting you say that because we were aware of you because you also went to Freedom Theater, right? Right, and then. Dancers who were in um, the second company knew you right. because I was good friends with Abdur Jackson. Yeah. And he danced in second company. So I did know who you were because there was like this guy who was used to be in the training program has gone off to be in rent. And I was like, how is that possible? <laughs> Not because you weren't good at dancing, but how does a young person go? I mean, I grew up in North Carolina and we were told that we had to go start middle and finish school so right. it doesn't really make sense but you have to start it you have to middle it my, my mother would die if you heard me say that yeah, yeah. but you had to finish so there was nothing else uh, except for getting through doing all of the things that have to do with school so how could you leave how could you be so talented that your parents would be okay with you going away to do you understand what i mean of like that, course that's, i do like that's the block that i had at that point how does that happen 
I was as shocked as everybody else because when I went to that audition, I went to an audition for Rent. They were in Philadelphia. Um, the touring company was in town. Mm. And, you know, I always say I did not intend to be in show business. I wanted to be in Rent. That's what I wanted. Mm. So when I went to that audition, I was 16 when I went to the audition. I did not intend to get it. <laughs> I intended to have an experience, you know, to go to my first professional audition. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe if I was good like that, I would go into a filing cabinet, you know, <laughs> that they would that they had a, that they that they would keep my picture um in a filing cabinet, they'd keep my name on a list. And one day when you, when I became an adult, I might get a call. Mm -hmm. What you said was that I loved was that you didn't expect to have, you, you thought you'd fall into a, a, a filing drawer, not, yeah, I, I, you know, like I've heard people say, Oh, I'm going to go take this free class. Otherwise known as an audition. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, I was like, you know, I, um, what I knew was, if I knew anything at 16 or thought I knew something, I, I thought that um, that my love would open doors, right? Like my pure heart would open doors. I, like I, I, I believed that there was a spot for me in the Rent family, right? I thought it was going to open much later, but I knew that what I did know was that nobody loved it as much as I did. Nobody loved that project as much as I did. So I go to the audition and, you know, I have a great time and I start getting what they call callbacks. You know, I didn't know, even know what that was really, but I, you know, they were calling me to New York then. They were like, I'll oh, come to New York this weekend, you know, do some, learn some more stuff. And then three weeks later, they'd say, can you come back to New York? There's more people we want you to meet. And so I just kept, you know, coming back to New York. And again, I, pr I promise you, I thought at the end of the process, you, they go, you're really talented. We'll call you one day when you're 25, 30 years old, you know. And I got a call at the end of the summer, the end of my, you know, I had just turned 17. And they said, will you come to New York to be in rent on Broadway? And I, you could have knocked me over <laughs> with a feather, you know. But what I did, what I did find was, you know, the, the best advice I think I have for young people especially when they're training is um they're like you know they always want to know how you know how do we get to where you are wherever you are and i'm like it is really as simple as loving the thing you love it and eventually it will love you back and what i mean is love as a verb you talk about it dream about it think about it read about it write about it find other people that love it too do you know what I mean? Like that takes you places because I had just been having fun as the worst dancer in the Philadelphia. Hey, listen, Stop I had it. just been having fun in there. <laughs> now I show up at my rent audition and I find that I'm prepared. Mm. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I, I'm keeping up. Mm -hmm. it, I, I'd been in dance classes at that point by, for like three or four years. And so while I was the worst at Danko, I show up at this rent audition and I'm 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 at the top of the heap here. You know what I mean? So it really is as simple as just following that thing you love and eventually you will find your you find your way. You bring up the word love and I said I wanted to ask you what you thought love is and you've just explained it. Love is action. 
you know, and um, oftentimes when I teach, I'll tell them, you know, stop and still and hold or rest or what kind of words? And they say action words. Yes, you do them with breath. You stop with breath. You hold with breath. You rest with breath that's ongoing. But you love in spirit. You love in the way you share. But you also love in in the gifts you give to us, let me tell you. And, when, and us talking about rent. And then one of my favorite songs that you sing, which, you know, all of my songs are the favorite because I play it and then I play it three or four times. And I'm like, oh, you've got to go to the next one. You know? <laughs> but when when you came out with the single without you and the first time I heard you sing it was at the McKittrick. Yeah, at the McKittrick. Yeah, you came to that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't say it. Say it again. The McKittrick. Hotel. Yes, right. You had, you had some evenings on some Mondays. That's right. Some free Hamilton Mondays. Right. <laughs> That's right. And let me tell you, you sang that and I, th I was just. That's how I felt, that pause. All of those things, because that song means so much to me, but never knew that you loved it that way. And then when that single released, and I'm probably going to like play it under this because, you know, technology allows you to play a song That's under right. something. I mean, wow. And I know you mean it when you sing it. So it's, it's showing love that way, too. That's right. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about Jonathan nine times out of ten when I sing that song. Um, Jonathan and, and other people who are no longer here. You know, that song is such a beautiful tribute. They they say like right after Jonathan, but Jonathan Larson, mm -hmm. I should say, who wrote Rent and who passed away right before it even right, opened, right? Exactly. Like so, they say like um, they had to stop singing it when his family was around for years and years. They would they weren't able to like when there were all these tributes, of course, to Jonathan. And the song that makes the most sense to sing is Without You. There's actually a few of those songs that make a lot of sense to sing, but they wouldn't sing Without You because it was just too painful mm. for his family. It's all about, it's all about really how the world goes on. A and, you know, that you lose someone that's very special and everything continues on. Flowers bloom, girls smile, boys run, mm -hmm. but you're, you know, mm -hmm. I I'm dying. Everybody else is going on. I'm in pain without you. You know, um, so yeah, it's just a, it's a killer tune. I love singing it. So what was next? Because I know when we saw each other again, um, I was, we were uh, Ayla, dancing with Ailey. I was at the music center. We were at, I always say I, like I travel alone. <laughs> but the company was at the music center in LA yeah. and I was doing a pre-performance talk. And I was doing these talks because for some reason people couldn't do them. Someone was out and they had to go and uh. dance. Hope, can you do one more? Hope, can uh. you do one more? And it was a Saturday matinee. And I, rem I even remember what I was wearing. Mm. And then I look over, and there's this young man with his arms around this woman. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I was like, he looks familiar. And then you do the side lean and wave. And I think I'm in the middle of a question. And I point and I'm like, Leslie. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? So I had a skip of you, but you were doing musical theater then, right? Like you had already yeah. picked back up into something. And Yeah, I was out in L.A. doing doing TV and all that mm. stuff, doing TV and you know, I went to I went to college after rent. I was I went and fin I went and finished. I did finish. You, I right, you started up. middle, then finished. You know, Carnegie I, Mellon because I believed in the same thing. Right. my parents believed in the same exactly. thing too. You know, I've I've gone to see Ailey every most years since I turned about seventeen, eighteen. You know, since I could pay for the tickets myself, <laughs> and I just yeah, I made it a priority to come see you guys because. Uh, I'm filled up in a way that that nothing else fills me. Watching watching dance, it's just that 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 pure expression, that physical expression of emotion and humanity, just inspires me like nothing else. So I've seen you, um, I've seen you know some of the greats come and go. I've seen you continue to grow and stretch yourself and um, become a become a leader and a, you know, a, um, not to age, you know, but a senior member in the company, <laughs> okay. right? From, right? I haven't, I haven't um, declared my age to the audience yet. Don't you dare. To this particular audience. No. It's okay. Don't it's you okay dare. To my, but I shouldn't say to the audience, to my friends who are listening to the podcast, but I am older than you. But, yeah. <laughs> so it's okay. Well, but, it's okay. but you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, you know, there was a time where, you know, I mean, I saw you, Maybe not your very first year. Maybe I mean one of you know I, I've been coming to see the Ailey Company since you first got there. You know because I it was also such a huge deal. It was a huge deal in Philly when somebody went on. You know I wanted to see this artist keep growing and keep um, uh, finding new heights. So yeah, so it's cool to watch to watch you. Um, how you've made a home in this company and in New York City and, and carved out a lane for yourself. It's continue to, to carve out a lane for yourself. It's amazing. giving and it doesn't stop because you've made this path for yourself that I want you to talk a little bit about that you maybe didn't feel or see when you wrote your book yes that's right he's a published author ladies and gentlemen <laughs> but you're writing your book and the book is da -da -da. failing up yes <laughs> failing up it's it's helpful to know why you are pursuing the thing that you're pursuing um, because it will help you um, understand the, you know, the cost benefit ratio, right? What something costs and what it's worth to you. Um, so for me, you know, the entertainment business is a difficult business and um, I am in it because of 
because really I really dig the connection. I dig the connection from artist to artist, artist to audience member, that sharing, that sort of, um, you know, that exchange. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm in it for. And it also helped to understand why you're in it. Also, me and my father-in-law talk about this. Like, um, it also helps to understand because that means it doesn't matter what your job title is. You can do that thing in a number of jobs. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. It's like if you understand what it is about dance that you love and that has, you know, that has kept you in it, when it's time to stop dancing, you can still do that thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't always have to be performing to still connect with people mm-hmm. or to still, you know, so that's what keeps, that's what has kept me sort of available as you, like you talked about, because I'm only in it because I want to, I want to sit down and hang out with artists like you and like Matthew and like Rashid. Like that's all, that's why I do this. Right. right. So yeah, I'm always available. I'm like, this is what this whole thing has been about. You know, it's you and, know? and you do um, live, you, you, you walk the talk because it's important for people to know, you know, when someone is accessible. I, I remember coming backstage to see you for the second time I got to see Hamilton mm. um, with the full original cast that's making everyone jealous that whoever's <laughs> listening. <laughs> the second time I got to see you and I waited with a good friend of mine to chat with you for a minute and to ask you if you would, you know, do the narration on something I was creating. Right. And you spoke to every single person, every young person, you got down on their level. You didn't make them look up to you, whether that's taught or just in your spirit, those things make a difference to people. And then I notice them. You may not realize I notice them and it reminds me to stand up if I'm sitting down, if someone's speaking to me. I was just at a conference and I was never so blessed by the love I received from what people said I, my work has done for them. So then I had to, and then it, it broke me a little bit because I had to think, wow, I felt this first pain in September. So you mean to tell me that this injury was so much part of God's plan that he wanted me to come to this conference in January so that I could know that I'm still worth it and worthwhile and worthy of all the things like all, like all of that. I remember I had to, I had to remind my friend, I'm going to tell on you a little bit. I had to remind my friend (laughs) I was coming to see Ailey this year and hope was like, you know, at the last minute I had my tickets and everything at the last minute, she was like, I'm not dancing today. And I was like, hope, you know, like I have 20 years of memories of you dancing, <laughs> like you not dancing this one time does not, okay. <laughs> does not wipe away 20 years. It just felt like it felt horrible that I, I you know, that I'm, I, and well, I'm, I felt like I was like, oh, well, I, 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 I wanted you to come. Don't tell everybody. No, I wanted you to come because I really wanted you to see this program, yeah. you know? And so it was like, but don't think you're going to see me because Right. Womp, womp, you know, so yeah. it felt, and it wasn't trying to deceive you. No, I, I was know. Like, I was like, oh, but this is still really great. Like there have been a couple of times when I've wanted people to come and they think that I'm, I'm inviting them to see me right. perform. But I was really, I just, I thought it was going to be it good. It was a great program. It was I, good. I had never <laughs> seen, what was that piece that I couldn't, 
Masticated Long Oh my God, no, I've never was, seen that I know, one. I think I was supposed to dance. You were, you were supposed yeah. to dance the whole, the you were supposed to do all that evening. You were right, I was. That's why I came that, I was coming that evening to see you, to see you do <laughs> all, you do all the, the hope night. I was <laughs> like, I'm there. <laughs> and it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, um, Alvin Ailey, choreo- oh, I have to look up the date, but he choreographed Masticate Langage and you, it spoke oh to you. Oh my God. Music by Hugh Masticate you know, like the whole South African during apartheid, like it was. The thing about that piece, you know, as a as a connoisseur, you know, like I <laughs> I consider myself, you know, an Ailey connoisseur. You know, so I've seen I, I haven't seen the entire rep because there's only you know right. you guys are only doing the pieces that you're doing when you're doing them. So that was one that I had missed. I'd heard of it, but I'd never seen it. And um, I tell you, that is that that piece is unlike anything I've ever seen. In the company rep, you know, the character work was so strong. And I said to, I've been telling people about it ever since I saw it, but I was like, every single person on that stage was living a life before the curtain went up. Yes. And I believed that they all were living a life when the curtain went down. Perfect. So like, I mean, you know what I mean? That is like... Yes. That is, you know, that gets your imagination going because mm-hmm. you're wondering about the relationships that are happening off in the wings and, yes. and where are they going afterwards? Like, you know, what I mean, the, this this group of people, oh, my God, you know, they might keep fighting backstage mm-hmm. or they or those two are going to go home together. Mm-hmm. Like it was just um, it just really gets your imagination going in a different way. It was so compelling. I loved it. May God bless and keep you always. May your wishes all come true. May you always do for others and let others do for you. May you build a ladder to the stars and climb on every rung. And may you stay May your feet always be swift. May you have a strong foundation when the winds of change shift. May your heart always be joyful and may your song always be sung. And may you Ultimately, and I feel like I know the answer to this, but the way you articulate yourself is so clear, and I would hate to steal that from anyone okay. who's listening. Ultimately, what do you want? Freedom. I want freedom. I want, I want, you know, I want to be free spiritually. I want to be free financially, you know. I want my parents to know what that freedom feels like. I want, and and I want creatively, you know, I want to, 
I want to feel free in the work, you know. I'm I'm not there yet, man, you know, but I'm I'm on my way. Like today. And you know, you know what makes me what bums me out about any performance? The only thing that can bum me out is if I'm not better than I was yesterday. Mm. That is the only thing that like I can't sleep right. I don't I have to be better every day. You know, Hamilton, I did that. I did over 400 shows of Hamilton. Like if I was, if I was giving the same performance on the final night as I gave at opening, opening night at off Broadway, that's whack. Like Mm -hmm. that's boring. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I was curious every day digging deeper. You're, you're trying to find out something about you trying to find something about what you're made of what your scene partners made of how how far can you push it how far is too far how low can you go Mm -hmm. how quiet can you you gotta stay curious i mean anyway so no no please the you know but today in my rehearsal i had a band rehearsal today and um it's just a random day this is just rehearsal ain't nobody in there but me and these musicians and i don't know if i've ever been better than today Mm -hmm. And so my go- I have the the show is Friday, and I better be better on Friday than I was today. But see, so here's the difference, and this is me going off because I do have a couple other questions. Okay. But here's the the thing that I'm just uh, learning to grasp. And another friend of mine <coughs> who is a composer and a musician, and he actually does this music for my intro and outro. His name is Nate Smith, and he said. Um, he said, I'm proud of this. Like he was sharing some new music. He's like, I'm proud of this work. And I was thinking, I've never said that. I mean, I've said it to myself or I've written it down, well done, Hope, but I've never said to another person, I'm proud of the work I made. It doesn't mean I'm cocky. It doesn't mean I'm conceited. It doesn't mean anything except I'm proud of what I've done and how I've accomplished. And then tomorrow, I want to be even more proud is what you're saying. And I think that that is so important because if we depend on other people to constantly pat us on the back, we'll never get it. In the name of all that is holy. <laughs> and because and because facts are facts. Facts are facts. If you proud, like you say you proud. And if you not, then you not. You know, like, like you said, you know, the pats on the back from other people. You know, I think most of the time what I found in my in my life is like, you know, other people are are I've gotten my fair amount of, of pats on the back, but they don't mean as much as my own pats. Mm-hmm. I know when it's I know when it's right and when mm-hmm. it's not. And so so I say like sometimes somebody's pat me on the back, I'm like, that wasn't it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe you don't know, or maybe you don't know if I know, but like that ain't it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And so yeah, we have to be our own barometer. We gotta know what's hot and we have to know, you know, we know when it's done. You know, those albums, that Kickstarter album or that Christmas album, it's like this thing ain't coming out my new record. You know, my new record, I, I guarantee you when it comes out, I'm going to like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It ain't coming out until I like it. That's all I know. I don't. I Amen. hope you like it. Amen. I really hope you do. But know that if it's out, I, I like, like it. it. I love it. I, I love that. I'm going to take that with me wherever I go. Wow. If you can tell, I had a wonderful time chatting with my good friend, Mr. Leslie Odom Jr. And... I tell you, uh, if you liked what you heard, please tune in next week for 
another episode as we get a little deeper into uh, how we feel like the world is moving around us. And as I always say, it makes crazy demands of us, this world, but we are exactly enough, beautifully and wonderfully made. We should want to be our best selves. That is really important. But remember, there is nothing impossible for God. So until next time, please join me for Hopeful Moments podcast. Have a great day.